Welcome to another episode of Forever Yellow and Black, a podcast for Richmond fans, made by Richmond fans, and hopefully listened to by Richmond fans. And in this episode, we speak to the Mac Daddy of Tiger supporters, Greg Mack, and he recollects how he became a Tiger supporter and what keeps those fires burning. Partway through round two, and we've already seen an unbelievable upset with the uh, Gold Coast getting up 14-690 to West Coast 6-10-46. We said it in previous podcasts with the shortened season, shorter, uh, shorter quarters, we're going to see some really surprising results. Um, and that's got to be upset of the year already, and it's going to be a pretty hard one to uh, get past. But, oh, well done, Gold Coast. Sensational. A couple of uh, Rao and a couple other new youngsters looked sensational. So Gold Coast just need to hold on to them. But that, if we're going to see that for the rest of the year as a neutral, I'm going to be a pretty happy camper. Welcome to the podcast, Greg. We're really happy to have you on board, mate. Yeah, mate. It's an absolute pleasure uh, having a chat with you. So we have uh, Greg Mack online, and uh, Greg, I have to put a qualifier out there that we are somewhat related. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're cousins. There you go. We are cousins. I just wanted to kind of keep it on the down low, but it's a little bit late now. <laughs> so, um, Greg, we have to say, mate, the drawn match, thoughts, win-loss, so how did you feel about it? Yeah, mate, I was a bit, uh, I don't know how, how I felt about it. I was, I was watching that game, and I was, I was jumping around the jumping around the uh, garage so I was relegated to the garage for the evening um the the, the lovely wife asked me to uh watch it outside because you know I'd be pretty vocal obviously being a Collingwood game yeah and uh you, you're gonna have to put it out there mate your uh your wife your better half who does she back for uh, she's a cats fan yeah so uh we'll leave that one go just for a little bit because we uh we do love your missus as well um <laughs> Now you have, like so many people, you have a um, kind of a roundabout way that you became a tiger, mate. So you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I guess the way I became a tiger was um, I was I I didn't really know too much about footy until I started going to Kinder, um, and I had some mates that were Bombers fans at Kinder, and um, Dad, my dad took me, my dad who's a Saints fan, um, took me along with my friend's dad and we went and watched the Bombers game um, and they were playing the Tigers at, at Waverley uh, and I was sort of on the Bombers because my buddies were, were going going for the Bombers at the time but um, sort of halfway through the game I was like no, I don't like this team I think I'm going to go for this this yellow and black team and I like them I've always liked Tigers so I, I jumped on the Tigers and uh, haven't looked back since. I love the stories. We're getting some real good stories off supporters about why they became Tigers. And um, your dad's a fantastic St Kilda supporter and a, and a great man. And, and I love the fact that um, everyone I speak to was not forced to follow a club. Um, I feel like I was one of the only people who, who were. I don't think I had a choice. Uh, so I, I just love those stories as well. When did it become more than just saying you follow Richmond? Because I know you're, you're a very adamant supporter. When did it become a little bit more for you? I think... Um... I think once I started to sort of follow it a little bit more, probably when I was probably about 10 or 11, um, I was watching a lot of games and um, I think it was 95 really. And and obviously we had a great year that year, um, you know, going, going to that uh, semi-final against the Bombers. Um, So I think that's when I started to really, 
95 was probably the year I really started to get into it. And it's uh, it's funny because uh, the coincidence of that when you could have been a Bombers fan as well. So I, I really like that kind of uh, correlation there as well. Yeah, so I made the switch in, oh, it would have been uh, 89. Um, so we were right in the, I guess, the depths of where we were in a bit of trouble. Um, and, the, and the Bombers obviously played in the GF in 1990 and then, and then won 93. But um, I was, yeah, I sort of... I was like, oh, sometimes, sometimes you just shake your head and go, why did I do that? But, you know, not, I think 95 was the, the time it really sort of turned it around for me. And for those who followed for a little bit older than you, followed them for a while, that was the year that kept us, uh, kept the flames going, I can tell you now. Um, mate, favourite bit of merchandise or memorabilia you might have purchased over the years, whether it's a granny knit a beanie or, or something like that? What, what's been the favourite bit you've picked up? I don't know. I think... Um... On my on my twenty first, the my my parents gave me a a signed jumper by the whole team, which was which was pretty cool. Um, the bit, oh, I guess the stuff that I've purchased is probably just my two premiership posters, to be honest. Yeah, um, yep. and I've I'm getting them framed framed up with my tickets to the games from from the GFs. So they're probably the, the the two the two best purchases, and that's just because they're going to. In the uh, in the cave, I think it's going to look fantastic. I love those kind of individual, um, you know, collections as well. It means so much more. So you're one of the rare people who got to go to both grand finals. Um, any recollections for, of either, and and kind of the difference between them for you? Um, I think the the similarity for me between the two were the I guess the nerves beforehand and generally I like to go and have a, a few beers before a game. Um but I think <laughs> on both occasions this time I was very uh very nervous and I think I got halfway through a beer and decided not no no beers <laughs> for the for the whole game. Um but uh I think in seventeen I guess because we 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 hadn't been there for so long and I'd you know, I'd been starved to see any sort of success like that. Um, it was just scary and it was, you, you just didn't know what was going to happen, right? And then last year, you know, I guess the, it felt a little bit more predetermined that we were going to win, I think, because obviously off the back of 18 and then, um, you know, I think the, the, the Giants had had a really rough game against, the pies the week before and um and they were also at that shocking run with injury as well with you know people like Coniglio and, and and whatnot out so um I guess the recollection is 17 was just like didn't know what was going to happen it was just almost a shock but last year I kind we kind of felt anointed and you know and then being at, at the ground right you had this you didn't even realize it was a blowout last year it was just it just felt like a party, and any time we kicked a goal, it was like, yeah, that was just—it was just another reason to jump up and down. It was just amazing. Yeah, you were very quiet actually before the uh, before the nineteen grand final. So I don't know if it was serenity. It did feel like that with you. Um, my moment in that nineteen grand final when Rioli kicked that goal right on the siren, I just—I had no doubt we were going to win from there, and that's such a weird feeling in any game. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty similar to you. I, I had a lot of confidence going in and kind of soaked it in. I 
didn't have a lot of beers myself, just soaked it all in and barely spoke. And you know, I, I love talking a lot, yeah. so it's a very weird time there as well. I guess, I guess another highlight, obviously, of last year is you know, you, you, you came down from Queensland and we were able to spend the you know the day together, and you know, we hit up the um, the London Tavern afterwards and. <laughs> And they had the replay on, and it was just a it was just a great time being able to spend it, you know, with a with with family as well. So that was awesome. I really appreciate that. I feel very much the same. And and look, what a team to support because it really does feel like a family as well beyond uh, the immediate family. So we're pretty lucky in that regards as well. Um, have to ask you this, mate. And and we probably shouldn't use the words like hate in this current climate. Is there a team that you feel very strongly about or against uh to be honest there's a few um uh obviously obviously the pies um just i guess just because that's just sort of natural um you know i think for a long time i didn't like Frio, and i and i really dislike melbourne and i think that's because melbourne and i was melbourne and i melbourne and richmond were (laughs) Were sort of the, I guess that sort of through the nineties and the and the early two thousand mid two thousands we were very on a similar tra- trajectory over those times, yeah. um, so you know we were sort of both in building phases and whatnot, and then you know you had like you, they 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 essentially spoiled the you know that celebration we were having for Tommy Hafey and um, when when I think about. Melbourne, they just they just give me the irrits and um, you know it's, it's the cheese platters and whatnot at games. So um, I think so. I think the I think the D's and 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 yeah, Frio. I think I think it was just a I think um, those sort of really close losses to Frio, like David Bundy twice, and then we had um, Ballantyne had kicked a point to sort of win. They won by a point one night, and yeah, I think it was Frio as well. Just one of those teams that. Given the irrits. It does seem to change over time. And, you know, uh, traditionally, so many Richmond supporters would say Carlton. And, and you know, I, I know I'm going a bit out there, but they almost feel so irrelevant to us now that I, I don't even... The dislike is almost not there. They're just so not relevant to me anymore. Um, mine's Geelong, mate. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, Katie is a lovely woman, but for me, it's Geelong, and I think it's the coach. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Look, I'm a... Obviously, I've got a little bit of a soft spot for Geelong. Um, <laughs> however, you know I, my second team. So I love the Saints just for Dad and, um, yeah. yep. you know when Geelong pipped them in in '09, I was pretty. I was I went off Geelong a bit, um, and, but you know they they were always always the bridesmaid, right? It was a sort of ninety well, eighty nine ninety two um, ninety four. 95 and you sort of felt a bit sorry for them and you wanted them to to win one and you know obviously the floodgates opened in 07 and they haven't really looked back too much a little bit of similarity there though isn't there the 07 the 09 the 11 mm, it, you never know come on i think we all do i think we i'm all just do. hoping it's not too much of a 50 year cycle where we do a you know 67 69 and then have to wait 73 74 sort of 50 year cycles and then and then have that that starved of success but um i think what the what the club has built um over over the last decade and especially you know um 
getting good in the you know with with good money the supporter base is just extremely passionate with if we're winning or losing so um i think we're well placed for for a heap more success yeah i think we're really well placed and i think uh in the next few years i know everyone says peggy o'neill and brendan gale but i'm sure that they're already lining people up down the track that they seem to be you know think of that five-year plan that brendan gale was um derided for basically i'm sure they've got another plan and, and looking at their successes as well so uh fingers crossed mate but we just got to enjoy the gravy train right now and and anything else is a bonus i i've said it on each podcast i actually got to the point where i didn't think we were going to win a grand final in my lifetime so now it's kind of like this is a bonus yeah i sort of had this um I, I probably told you this so i i always had this theory being a you know a richmond fan that the when I uh, am on my de- my thought was when I was on my deathbed, uh, they'll be playing in their granny on, on that day. Uh, we'll take <laughs> a mark at thirty five directly in front, uh, and as it as it uh, sails through, I'd shuffle off the the coil, <laughs> and we'd win by a point. But uh, yeah, no, I'm just bloody wrapped that I've been able to have happy to see you know two now, and you know I'm I'm happy with that. And uh, I just love the, I love that scene you just set. Very visual person, you know the people in tears. They're not sure if they're over tears of you going or Richmond winning. That would be pretty symbolic as well. Um, Greg, your best non or, or, or a couple non-finals moments that have been really important to you as a Richmond supporter. Um, there's been a there's been a fair few. Um, I think any time we beat the Pies. I I was very close to uh, when Jack Higgins got that goal of the year a couple of years ago, where um, it was a little controversial. Um, Just a tiny it was, bit. Yeah. It was right in front of me, and I think one that was probably one of the highlights for me. You know, seeing one of our, you know, a young bloke um, kick goal of the year in his in his first year, um, and just being there for that was pretty pretty awesome. Um, and then I think in 2013, um, when we knew we'd made the finals, we'd, we knew we were safe yeah. and I was a member of the 3121 um, membership at that point um, at the club and, uh, and the chief, Benny Gale, was giving a bit of a speech at, at, the, at half-time and he said, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm feeling good because we're finally going to play some finals. And, yeah, I think that was probably a real highlight for me, knowing that after so long we were back there, even though obviously we had a nightmare day, but um, still being still being there and, and knowing that we'd finally made finals, that was awesome. I was going to ask you about the low point, but I think you just summed it up. That, that was a lot. We've copped floggings over the years, but I think that final loss being, you know, I think 28, 29 points up and, and cruising, to lose that game was probably my low light of being a Richmond supporter ever. So the highlight and low light came within a few weeks there. At yeah, that point. It, was, uh, it was a strange day because, um, yeah, we were up by, I, was really, I think it was about six goals halfway through that third quarter. Yeah, I think you're and right, then actually. Chris Judd played the best five minutes of footy that he'd played all of 2013. Um and tore us up and turned the game, and that was that was it. But 
I think that, and then I, you know, I I foolishly drove over to Adelaide the the following year. For, um, <laughs> I I was very excited because that 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 last game against Sydney where we sort of won that ninth on the trot was very close, and uh, it was a it was so close and. I just remember sort of being so excited and I was like, that's it, I'm going to Adelaide next week. And yeah, no, that, went, that ended up being a bit of a mistake. Have we hashtag that one? Is it hashtag Tosgate or uh, <laughs> hashtag pointing in the wrong direction? Uh, yeah, I think we can safely, uh, yeah, definitely uh, ha- hashtag what were you doing, Koch? And we're not putting down Koch. We love you, Koch, believe me. But I mean, I, and I don't want to call him a tosser, but for me, it's hashtag Tosgate. Um, just one of the weirdest decisions I've ever seen. And I'm sure if we had have, you know, kept them to a two or three goals, everyone would have said the genius of it. But, oh, my goodness. I think he's still scratching his head Yeah, right now. I don't know if he just it, – it's one of those things where he pointed one way and then was sort of was running back to the pack and gone, well, I'm not sure why I did that. <laughs> what have I done? No, I would have loved to have been in that group right there. Um, Greg, a lot of us have uh, rituals on the day or or they keep the kind of superstitions to themselves. Do you have any superstitions or kind of like pre-game um, rituals that you do yourself? Um, there's a couple of uh, things that I do uh, at a game, I guess. Uh, one is I always turn my phone off during gameplay. Um and and then I might sort of check what the stats are doing at sort of the at the the quarter breaks, um, except for at the the last two grand finals when I know we were home. Um, and then I think the I had this superstition right through seventeen and eighteen, uh, where we were, went to uh, a certain pub in East Melbourne where where we went last last year, Paul, um, the, the tippler. And we, we went there and it started as this sort of, we'll go, we'll go for a beer before dream time in 2017. And it ended up every time we went there, we won. So we were, <laughs> we, we didn't stop going there. Beautiful venue as well, by the way. And no, we're not sponsored no. <laughs> by the venue, but what a fantastic little, it's almost like a hidden little yeah, venue. Yeah. And it? for somewhere so uh, close to the G, um, it's sort of, you know, it's really quiet compared to obviously your Swan Streets and your Bridge Road. So, uh, yeah, that's a great little spot. Yep, absolutely love it myself. So, thoughts on the rest of the season? It's it's obviously surreal, um, but thoughts about the rest of our season? What what you think is going to happen from here? What we're going to need to do? Uh, I think there's a, a few things they really need to look at. Um, I think. Lynch and Revolt need to, I guess, get a little bit more of that that marking practice in. It feels like they, it feels like they were sort of second to the ball a lot on Thursday night, um, and then I don't know if there's too much else. I thought I thought they were all good. It was just a little bit, obviously, a little bit sloppy. Um, you know, uncharacteristically. Um, uh, Shedder, um, Titch Edwards was a little bit errant with some of those handballs, so it's just a little bit of tidying up, um, to be honest, Paul. Yeah, I don't think there's too much to change either, and we we did a, um, a review 
podcast where we did talk about Jack just seemed to be five metres behind where he normally would be. And with Titch's handballs, was it Titch's handball or was it they just weren't reading him like they would if they'd been together for a few more weeks? Um, so, you know, I, I don't think there's too much there to change. I think we've got such great depth that um, each week's going to be really interesting to see the, the selection policy. And for the first time, you're playing one, you're playing each team once. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I think they'll select based on the team we're facing, but I could be wrong there because, you know, Dimmer has been a loyal coach over the years. But I just think we might play based on the team we're facing. Um, what did you think of that sort of first four rounds of, of restart in terms of who we were matched up with? I think it's um, the, the matchup didn't worry me too much other than where we were going to end up playing. And, you know, it could be in, in the next couple of weeks, we could end up playing West Coast at Metricon Stadium. And it really depends because WA hasn't opened their borders yet. Um, now the stadiums of 30,000 or more, I think 40,000 or more, are allowed to have 10% in. I'm actually really excited um, living in Queensland because we might see Richmond West Coast at Metricon, which would be almost surreal. Um, I think the last time that kind of thing happened was at um, the same stadium before it was redeveloped and we played Adelaide. Um, we got thrashed and I know people think Queensland um, is not a cold place, but anyone who was there that night, it was one of the coldest nights. It was the southeasterly coming in off the water. There was no grandstand protection. So let's just hope it's not that same way. But um, I'm pretty hopeful crowds will be. I'm pretty hopeful that crowds will be back um, in to some extent over the next yeah, few weeks. Yeah, certainly. I guess I've been getting my fix um, of of watching the footy through sort of watching a lot of those classic matches that they've had on um, on Foxtel and KO. And um, yep, I think one thing I really miss is just that ritual of popping a scarf on, jumping on the train. Um, you know, meeting a mate at the pub beforehand, and then just sort of wandering in, and and just and just yelling and supporting my team. Um, so I, I I really miss that, and I'm really excited for I guess when we go back. But for me, it's even local football, Greg. Like the smell of the cut grass, all those little things that your memories um, kind of keep keep in the background. It's it just feels really weird. I've had to develop a bit differently to you living in Queensland. We have um, our local supporters group that get together. But even then, on that day, there's rituals that we follow and it almost feels like we're there. Um, so I'm looking forward to that because there's a great group of supporters up here. Um, now, before we go, we are facing Hawthorne this week and after seeing Hawthorne play Geelong, I'm actually pretty confident we're going to have a good Yeah, win. look, I was, uh, I was a little bit nervous when I saw the draw come out because... I thought Hawthorne were going to be a, a bit more of a force this year, given they've got a pretty good lineup in, you know, having uh, Tom Mitchell back, and you've got um, Wingard and, and John O'Patton, and they all sort of had a pretty rough night the other night, to be honest. Um, and I don't think it had too much to it being down at the Cattery. I think it was just they they were poor. Um, so it instills me with a little bit more confidence for this week, and I dare say that we'll be able to sort of tidy up those skills a bit um, and, and you know, do a bit of a number on them. I think we'll be too quick for them. Uh, just watching them, I know it's only, you know, two games into the season, one game upon resumption, but I looked all over the field. I don't see that um, 
Yes, they've got fantastic players like Wingard and Mitchell and so forth, but I don't see that burst of pace um, throughout the ground that I think you know we're going to really worry. Yeah, them this I think week. so. I think we're a bit ma- too manic for them, um, which is you know I guess that's all that's been our strength the last few years. That sort of that manic pressure and you know that really re- pushing the ball for- ball forward at every you know at every opportunity. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited. Another Thursday night, which feels a bit weird in the working week. Um, I, I would love it if I was down in Melbourne and it was actually being played on a, on, on a school night, being able to go see the footy. I wouldn't, it, it wouldn't stress me out too much. Um, mate, before we go, um, any shout-outs to any of your favourite Richmond supporters or, or anyone that's um, been on the journey um, with you? I guess in terms of people, I want to give a shout-out to uh, that are Richmond fans. Uh, uh your old man, so Gaz, um, my mum Jan, and then also uh, 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 your your cousins uh, Tim and Ben, who I'm, I'm uh, have been mates with for a while as well. So um, yeah, I, I think that that's how I, who I'd like to say good day to. And yeah, no, it's it's been a it's been great having a chat with you, mate. Well, mate, everyone who's been on this podcast has been amazing. You're one of them as well. We're going to love to have you back. Uh, for some previews and reviews, and um, we might even do some live catch-ups uh, from the uh, from the tipler, mate. I'll give you a call from the tipler, and you can give us a couple-minute preview that of the game amazing. every now and again. Uh, absolute pleasure. You enjoy your afternoon, mates, and uh, as always, go Tides. go Tides. Thanks, mate. So this coming Thursday night, we'll be facing Hawthorne for our second Thursday night match in a row. And after their uh, disappointing effort against Long, they'll come out a fair bit harder and obviously gives us a fair bit of confidence as well because they they looked a little bit slow there. Um, We'll do a more comprehensive preview uh, coming up just before the game, but it will be interesting this selection table. Yes, we had a draw, a few players underperformed, so going to be interesting to see what happens from there. Uh, But as always, go Tigers. In an impossible position. Oh, no, it's not. It's dusty. That's a remarkable goal. Well, that's just about impossible for me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Forever Yellow and Black. You can keep the conversations going on Twitter at Forever Yellow and Black. Facebook at Forever Yellow and Black and personal discussions with me, banter and otherwise at Paul underscore football on Twitter. And as always, go Tigers!